Money FM 89.3. Best of breakfast. Breakfast special. Welcome to the breakfast show with me, Ryan Huang. You might be aware of a growing urgency to do what we can to address climate change, and one way to do that is through more sustainable eating. That's where the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization is serving up a bold plan. It's part of a comprehensive initiative aligning the global agri-food industry with the Paris Climate Agreement. Affluent nations will receive guidance to reduce meat consumption, and one increasingly popular option is turning to plant-based proteins. But that faces a persistent challenge: how to make it taste like the real thing. Many veggie alternatives struggle to replicate the texture and taste many people crave. Now that's where the game is going to be changing. An innovative food tech company is cooking up a storm to address the very issues hindering the adoption of plant-based proteins by creating animal-free fats in the lab. So through advanced techniques, they are meticulously crafting. Animalic fats that infuse plant proteins with a sizzle and sear many meat lovers are used to and find delicious. To find out more, we have Dr. Anna Altashi, Chief Technology Officer for Nourish Ingredients, the Australian food tech company creating potent animalic fats to make plant proteins taste better. Well, at least those who are used to eating the real thing. Good morning, Dr. Anna. How are you doing today? Good morning. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me today. Great、How、to you? have you on the show. I'm doing good as well. So let's talk about nourish ingredients in just a few moments. But let's touch first on the United Nations Food and Agriculture Organization's announcement about reducing meat consumption. Give us an idea. How significant is meat consumption when it comes to contributing to the climate crisis? We've always been advocated to shift away from animal-based diets because of the continuous impact this is having on our climate. So what will be announced in December would validate that, and what we know already is livestock account for around 14.5 percent of global greenhouse emission, which is significant and only keeps increasing. So what we are focusing on in our mission is to reduce the reliance on traditional sources by diversifying our food system with new ways of making new foods, and what we're doing is using fermentation to make. Sustainable fats to make plant proteins more acceptable to consumers, and hence reaching that goal. Yeah, very interesting idea that you are trying to make it even more realistic when it comes to the alternative proteins. So, what inspired the founding of Nourish Ingredients? Was there a story behind it? Was there a turning point where you thought, "Hey, this is a great idea for me to get into"? And what is going to be the main mission for Nourish Ingredients? Yeah, sure. So it was a team of three of us: the two co-founders, James and Ben, and myself at CSIRO, the National Research Organization in Australia. Most of our science career was focused on generating new fats in different organisms to help with the climate change and other industrial impact. Like、uh, we have achieved an omega-3 fish oil replacement through crop engineering to reduce the reliance on killing fish for omega-3 sources. And what inspired us in in this new area was back in 2019 when we realized that the plant proteins are still not being uptaken by consumers because of the lack of taste. And as we know that fats are behind every taste and makes the food very delicious, 
we knew how to solve the problem. It inspired us. So we exited CSIRO, founded the company, and have looked and raised for investment to help us achieve this mission. And lately, we have been able to demonstrate that fats are really critical for the taste. And we have been able to achieve that with very low percentages, below 1%, where we make really authentic chicken, beef, mm. and pork taste in soy-based or gluten-based protein. Yeah, when many people think about a good steak, they think about the marbling, the fat involved, and that's what you pointed out as well. So let's get a secret recipe. And what goes into the creation process? How is this made? Yeah, so our technology is mostly based on fermentation. Uh, the way we have uh, gone by establishing our technology is we went and dissected the meats to understand which fat makes that authentic taste when you're grilling the steak or making a burger, the sizzling and aroma that's generated. So we found the right fats that are not made in the plant kingdom, so we can't find them in plant sources like palm or coconut oil that's currently used widely. And we went in, uh, to nature, we found fungal strains that actually make them naturally. And we have put them into fermentation, and our processes are very short that enable us to produce huge quantities. And we apply these in very low percentage. So instead of applying 20% of fat in a piece of burger to bring the mouthfeel, the texture, and mm. the juiciness, we only use below 1%. So there's a huge benefit also on health as well. Ah, could you expand on the technology involved to inject the texture into what's already perhaps in some of these plant-based proteins? How do you do it? Yeah, so because it's 1%, we don't have to uh, rely a lot on downstream processing. Like It's very heavy currently in traditional processed meat, for example. But in our case, it's only like a grain of salt that you add into the process at any stage. And it has a long-lasting effect. It does. So the, the way that we have approached this is that we didn't want to put it to fully develop the piece of protein as it's currently by adding the additives and flavors. We want that to react at the pan when the consumers are cooking that at home. So it's really very low. It's like a grain of salt mm. added into the soy protein with food manufacturers and then it does have its full impact as consumers are cooking as they do with the traditional food. Yeah, sounds like a mouth-watering prospect when it comes to those who want to try this out. So I'm very curious. Have you had a chance to try out yourself when it comes to how close it is to replicating or emulating the taste of real meat? How would you rate it from a scale of 1 to 10? How close is it? Yeah, so it's really impactful. I would say we have achieved pretty much 9 to 10 in the chicken taste. Ooh. There are still, yeah, and instead of speaking on my behalf, of course, I've tasted it. I've been the first one who wanted to try it out. But we have actually launched our Tasty Lux product in October uh, in the South by Southwest event in Sydney. And uh, the celebrity chef tried it out on the stage and hearing from his feedback, it was really impactful. It does bring that authentic chicken taste. So we made chicken wings. We also make chicken satay. As well in Singapore, we have actually done a consumer research test last week and most of the feedback we receive is very authentic. People don't believe that it's not actually made of chicken. No, impressive. Nine out of ten. Yeah. Well, well, in conversation with Dr. Anna Eltashi, she is the Chief Technology Officer for Nourish Ingredients, which is creating animal-free fat in the labs to help make plant-based proteins well, taste even more like a real thing. So let's talk about Nourish Ingredients setting up shop in Singapore for its strategic expansion. How does Singapore fit into the equation? Where is Nourish Ingredients going from here? Yeah, so, I mean, I should probably also have cited that we're based in Australia. Most of our innovation started here and we remain here. 
But to be able to launch our products to market, we found that Singapore provides a highly enabling ecosystem for food tech companies like us. So Skylab Bio, we're working with Skylab Bio to ferment our products in their vessels at 10,000 liter scale in Singapore. We are also, we have expanded our pilot scale into the FTIC Muraza facility. And what we have found really enabling is also the highly engagement process with FFA, the Singapore Food Agency, that enabled us to seek appropriate procedures and exemptions to do all our consumer studies and optimize on our product to make it in the best shape for consumers. And that's where we're heading, our model being business to business. So B2B model, we would be driving with customers to launch some products in early 2025 in Singapore and globally as well as in Australia as well. No, 2025. Looking forward to that. And yes. you mentioned the FTIC, so that's the Food Tech Innovation Centre. That's the flagship pilot and development facility under the ownership of Nurasa, backed by Tamasic. And when it comes to making this popular, I think a lot will have to do with how successful you're going to be in scaling up your product. What's going to be involved in terms of that? What should we be looking out for? What do you need to do? How much funding do you need to get? And also the partnerships that will be involved. We are going to need another round to be able to put that into the market and that's what we're actively uh, looking forward to do in the new year. In terms of being in Singapore, so our pilot scale is mostly around the downstream processing. So once we do the fermentation with Skylab Bio, it goes into our facility to work with the fat to make it in a good shape to give to the food manufacturers where they apply that in the end product, whether it's a chicken-driven beef or pork, for example. We also find it very enabling being surrounded by a lot of research institutes and access to a lot of food plants out there as well that enable us to try big equipment before we invest into the capital on our side. So we do want to make it very low on processing, very natural as it is in the traditional as well as other natural ingredients out there. And that's how we're heading yeah, I imagine there's a lot of um, interest from investors to get into this field. Could you also give us an idea of the regulation landscape as you prep towards launching in 2025? What's it like? Is it going to be quite a tough journey to get through all the um, hurdles in terms of regulations? Yeah, hopefully not. From our engagement with SFA in Singapore, we have been really supported by the agency in terms of seeking the exemptions, building the dossier so far, etc. We're in the process of acquiring the right regulatory approvals. It differs from a country to a country as well. So it's a lengthy but also not scary process for us because we have gone that path in our previous history when we did the fish oil replacement. Mm. And we have all the tools that yeah, would allow us to get the right approvals. I also note that not every fat that we are making or every process we're using requires regulatory approvals. So in some cases, we're, we've got flexibility, but in other cases, yes, it requires the whole path. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing that on the shelves or at least on my plate. Uh, we've been chatting with Dr. Anna Altashi. She is the Chief Technology Officer for Nourish Ingredients, creating animal-free fats in the lab. Anna, it's been great chatting with you. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks for having me. All right, stay Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at audio.sg or download the audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O, audio at the App Store and Google Play.